The Fontenelle Final Bell Podcast is presented by Fontenelle Hybrids. The solutions you need, the relationships you trust. Good afternoon. Welcome to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. Troy Nielsen joins us now with Smart Yield. We look at these markets, Troy, and I tell you, I would just like to see one day where we had some green on the screen for the grains. Didn't happen once again today, but again, a lot of outside market influences that are working into the trade when it comes to this. And obviously, one of the first and foremost, what everybody's been talking about, besides trade and tariffs, is the weather. And I know that we haven't made a crop as of yet, but it is a big concern that folks are keeping an eye on it. Yeah, that's right, Susan. Uh, weather, we're right here in the middle of it, um, anticipating you know to start some pollination activity here in the heart of the Corn Belt here in the next few weeks. And the six to ten day, you know, looks I, I think is is fairly positive to the market. The market doesn't didn't reflect that today, but it is a positive. Uh, in the six to ten there day, they're putting a war- little bit warmer temps in, and, but they're also putting a forty percent coverage on rain. And then one of the keys there is that rain that they're anticipating forty percent coverage on. A lot of that comes in an area in areas that they really don't need more rain right now. So I don't think that's going to be all that beneficial. So the weather could turn into a, a decent uh, supportive factor in, into this uh, row crop markets here in the next few weeks. You know, you look at the what we're seeing in the soybeans. I know around this neck of the woods, we're already starting to see some of the, the soybeans getting those blooms on them. Corn is about ready to tassel. The flag is there on many of the corn fields. A lot of things that we need to be keeping an eye on. And now the USDA saying expect July to be hot and dry. Yeah, you're exactly right. Uh, the crop ratings have come out, and we set a new record on corn crop rating at 79%, good to excellent about three weeks ago, then it backed off a little bit. Um, but, <clears throat> excuse me, we still have excellent ratings on corn and beans. Beans have stayed steady here now for two weeks on their excellent, uh, good to excellent uh, category, but still very strong numbers. Above. And I think that reflects what we're seeing out here. Um, but where, where does it go from here? And if we do get some, some stressful weather uh, during these really critical time here coming up in corn market, of course, August makes your beans, but uh, coming up in corn, it's really critical uh, here in the next two to three weeks through this pollination period um, that, that we don't struggle with, with the weather. And all of a sudden, six to ten days putting more heat in, and um, I think that's in question. We could really we could see some support from that market strictly off the weather here in the next few weeks. You know, and we're not the only ones dealing with weather concerns. It's a big issue for, for Brazil as they try to get the crop in where they've got the trucker strikes going on, you head into wheat country, Canada remains dry, there's still a lot of issues with the Black Sea region. Yeah, that really plays into just what we want to talk about just a little bit here, which is some trade relations. Um, but one of the keys there in Brazil, yeah, they're having, uh, you know, they, they there is a little bit of some question as far as um, the development of the crop and the harvest, uh, getting getting those... those um, beans to the ports that's always an issue there but one thing that we have to i think keep in in mind that ties into the trade and the tariffs is uh typically china's buying their soybeans this time of year from brazil and so if that struggles a little bit they um when they start importing our beans which is typically the heavy part of that is of course right after our harvest 
So we're a few months out from really exporting beans into China. That's Brazil's job right now. Uh, and if they don't get that job done, it's just going to put more stress on um, the demand for U.S. beans into China. So um, that could open up the door, and it could be a, a real positive for us moving down the road uh, if that continues. Again, on trade relations, um, that's one of the real keys right now, of course, uh, because we don't have any weather premium into these markets. That's really not in it today, of course. I think there's zero weather premium. Um, it's all about demand, and with trade relations looming, um, you know, July 6th, which is a week from tomorrow, uh, that's the tariff date. That's when those should be enacted. Um, uh, that's pretty scary, in my opinion. I hope that the uh, you know, calm minds prevail. But there is some rumors out there that that we're hearing that there could there's talks going on that we're going to try to keep our beans. Um, uh, rolling into China at this point, and 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 so if that can happen, maybe we can. Um, uh, that would benefit the uh, ongoing trade talks, and we can resolve some issues there. So, so that's a big deal. I'm curious, though, Troy. Can we keep China out of this increased tariff? Because obviously that would be a big boost to our soybean producers, looking at some big crop numbers. Or is it going to be again used as a pawn by China to say you're not giving us what we want? So. I'm going to increase the the, the you know the tariffs on soybeans. Yeah, well, what's interesting, I don't know those answers, but you're right. Those, that could go either way. Um, but what I think is very interesting, um, right at a month ago, um, on May 29th, our November futures were as high as 1060, and that's that's a big deal because uh, today we went home at 883. We're approaching a $2 move down um, at a time of year where our production is, is in question. And so there's zero premium into the weather. And I think that that $1.80 move down um, predominantly is just because of tariff talk at this point, because tariffs really aren't enacted until a week from now. Uh, but I think that's all tariff talk. And so if they do come back to the talk, to the tables and the, and the trade tables and, and make some deals, um, yeah, we could definitely see some push up the hill on this just based on some strong demand. Well, it is, so it's, it's really critical. I would say it's definitely the dark cloud that's hanging over this market at this point. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You take that off the table, uh, who knows where we're at. Um, it, it would be very difficult to, to tell. But at the same time, that same type of a, uh, a move took place for, on the, for the last month in corn, Corn was as high as 428. Well, stick around, folks. We do have more of the Fontenelle final bell coming up after this. Welcome back to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. Troy Nielsen joins us still again with a Smart Yield. And folks, if you could hear the conversation that we have during the commercial break, it has kind of led up to what we're going to see in the second half of the of the Fontenelle Final Bell. And I know that, Troy, we were talking tariffs, we were talking trade in the first half. And then you look at these export numbers. And as you said, really seeing some solid export numbers right now, though there's not a lot of talk about it. Yeah, you're right. It's kind of a hidden feature right now, unless you dig in there and look at it, because uh, you know some of the other headlines are taking the front page. But on the export business this week, um, on corn, we're at 1.486 million tons. Uh, that's really solid. That's a very solid export number for the week. Um, and that's because 
we are we're we're the cheapest corn to the world right now, and so exports on corn are very good. Um, we came out with a heavy inventory from last year as well. Uh, soybeans, um, we're a little over a million tons, which is really strong. That's a very strong soybean export number. Uh, even wheat was strong at 563,000 tons. Um, a little bit of that, you've got the Russian wheat yield um, maybe stronger than we thought. So there's some other factors playing into that wheat market. But exports overall on our grains have been really solid. Um, that's not been talked about. Uh, but it's an underlying uh, factor that leads us right into the stocks and planning attention report coming out tomorrow at 11 a.m., by the way. We haven't talked a lot about that report. I know, obviously, it's, it's at this point just some formulated guesses as to what we're going to see in these numbers. But for that producer, and especially the one that sent a question yesterday after yesterday's final bell was, how do I even market? How do I prepare myself, you know, going into Friday's trade ahead of the 11 o'clock report? Yeah, that's a great question, really. And the question, what do you do about it? Or what can you do about it at this late stage? And since we've had such dramatic drops, in the soybean and corn futures prices on new crop, uh, is there anything that a person can do? And I think the answer, absolutely there is. Um, if your bias is, or if you want, if, if you feel like you uh, need some protection there to the downside, um, there's ways you can do that. And, 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 and there, there's products that are offered in, uh, today that are uh, what I would call short-dated type of options uh, that you can take some protection in. So you can have that downside price protection going into that report tomorrow morning um, and keep your cost down. You can keep your cost down so if that report's positive and uh, the cost of that um, that option feature um, you know, diminishes, you're, you don't have a big expense on the line there. So I think even in corn and soybeans, I, I would definitely take a look at taking some protection going into that report if that's what your concern is. You know, I do not want to be in your guys' shoes tomorrow because I know we sit here at 11 o'clock waiting for those numbers to pop up so we can start reading them, digesting them as much as we can. For you guys, you're fighting against the algorithms of these computers that are trading literally 30 seconds after this report's released. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly right. At 11 o'clock, um, right on the money, and you know, a half a minute after that, these markets will be trading that report. and. It's incredible. You can't beat the computer to the punch on that deal. And so if a guy wants to put in some, get some protection put in, in prior to that, uh, you really need to do it well before 11 o'clock tomorrow. The market's open at 8.30, and if a guy, person wants some protection, you can certainly get that done before 11 o'clock, no problem. Um, but we'll have to just see how the market responds to that. I believe that the funds have taken you know some protection here, and they're continue. they added I believe it was 4,500 contracts yesterday to the short side on corn. Um, in the last 15 to 20 minutes today on the market, that's when we got our big slide. We had uh, December corn down 7.5 cents on the close. About six of that um, came in the last 15 minutes. Soybeans were trading a penny higher, ended up 5.5 cents lower. In my opinion, that's just the funds um, taking a larger short position. Um, if you look at wheat, July Chicago, not a big deal there, down a penny and a half, but that Kansas City, um, which has really fell um, um, compared to the July, it was down seven, seven and a quarter here on the close. So 
in my opinion, that's just funds taking some protection uh, or adding to short positions, if you will. Uh, and so we'll see how that unwinds tomorrow morning. Um, if, if there's any positive to that market and they start to unwind some shorts, things can get a little bit um, carried away to the upside as well. That can happen. Um, in the last um, five years, the average move on corn the day of this report is 20 cents. The average on soybeans is 44 cents. So, and it's not saying that they're going to go up or down. It's just saying that there can possibly be and have been some really strong moves on report day. Well, keep that all in mind. And of course, we'll keep you up to date tomorrow as soon as those numbers become available as well. Troy, you guys, both you and Eric Royce have some great commentary when it comes to grains. And we didn't get to the livestock because it's such a heavy grain content today. But they want to talk more. How does the best way to reach you guys at Smart Yield? Yeah, just give us a call here, uh, 308-234-6805, or look us up on the web. Um, it's at mysmartyield.com. And that's the Fontenelle Final Bell right here on the Rural Radio Network. You're listening to the Rural Radio Network.